Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number two of our show. Welcome back. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Bill Shanks. It is a throw them under the bus Thursday. Later on, your chance to call up and throw someone under the bus. If it's your boss, hey, I don't give a damn. Maybe he's not a sports fan. We'll do that later. Have fun with that later. Tomorrow, we will have our big Super Bowl prediction show. We will try to give you a free lunch if you have the best prediction. Price is right rules. God bless Bob Barker. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Just call us up with a prediction tomorrow. One time we had 56 calls. That was incredible. Chris, did you do that? Were you behind the board there when we had like 56 calls one day on the Super Bowl prediction show? I think it was, yes. Because I think you wanted to quit the next day. <laughs> I, w- I was tired nonetheless. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough, but we had a ton of calls one year. Had a, had, we've had fun with this, so we'll do that tomorrow. And we'll look forward to that. So uh, get your prediction ready for tomorrow. All right, let's talk a little football with the one and only Brett Beard from the Boomo Buck Show starring Brett Beard on 939 The Score in Alabama. Have you ever been to Las Vegas? Uh, yes, I have. I was the president of the Huntsville Metro Kiwanis Club back many years oh ago, God. back in the mid-'90s. And I spent 10 days in Las Vegas. Some of it was because of an anniversary with my ex-wife, but seven of it was for a Qantas International Convention in Las Vegas. Wow. And, you know, that was was a wild group. The the three days, uh, three days of the seven of the convention, the temperature was 107. Well, I thought, I, you know, I, I'm in pretty good shape. That was back in 95, 96. So I'd gotten tired of getting on the trolley cars and going everywhere there was to go in between the hotel we were staying in and the in the, in the convention site. But that mid-afternoon, I said, well, I'll just walk about five miles back to my motel because I'm tired of doing this. Well, I get about a mile down the road, and 107 degrees started impacting me, and I quickly jumped into a McDonald's to cool off. But, yeah, I remember that week very well. Five miles? Where the hell are you staying, Henderson? <laughs> Five miles on the we strip? Were, where, where were you we, at? We were, we were downtown, and I can't even remember the, the, the convention center now. It was actually kind of... On the fringe of Las Vegas proper. Okay. But, but, but where we, were you, you know, staying? Had, Siegfried and Roy's house or something? With no, the Tigers? No. And, and listen, they actually, they actually provided some good entertainment. The Oak Ridge Boys were there. Hell, uh, wow. We, we had two or three. <laughs> we had Wayne Newton was there. Wow. We had two or three like that. So, you know, they fed us well and entertained us well. That was back when you go to the buffet for about three fifty. Now it's like three hundred and fifty. <laughs> you got that right. 
the people in Las Vegas all of a sudden came to the realization, wait, these people will come to the buffet even if it's $47. Let's charge that amount instead of three fifty. Well, see, they did that for years, as you well know. We'll get yeah. you in and, and let you get a $3 steak. Yeah. If you'll spend $300 on, on the slot machines, now they realize, well, hell, we just go in and charge them $300 for the meal, too. That's right. That's right. So, so did you uh, gamble when you were there? Uh, my wife did. She was actually pretty good. I wonder at you got a divorce. <laughs> she was pretty good at blackjack. Yeah, I did a few of the slots and did not do very well. Okay, all right. Well, I was just wondering because the Super Bowl's there, and you know, I, right. my my buddies and I, we've talked in the past about going to Vegas on a Super Bowl weekend, not when it's hosted there, but just because they, they say it's a lot of fun to go and I'm sure it is. To, to watch people bet and to put a few bets down yourself on some of the prop bets. It's just a fun weekend to go. And uh, now they've got the – now they got the game there, of course, and it's been raining there all week. I'm watching them on television now. It's beautiful weather, or maybe it's just Laura that's beautiful. I, I think it's her, but it is sunshining. So uh, at least they got a little bit better weather there now because it was raining cats and bulldogs here mm-hmm. earlier in the week. So hopefully it'll be good weather. So are you going to watch the Super Bowl? I mean, you're so col- you don't you hadn't watched last time you watched the Chiefs. Hank Stram was the coach. So are you going to watch the game on Sunday? Well, well, we, we talked about that last week about some of our favorite memories of the first uh, of, of the first Super Bowls. I remember Hank Stram well, Natalie Dress. Dapper with the rolled up program. I'm, and the I remember Hank <laughs> I remember Hank well. I actually watch more of the NFL as they get toward the end of the season and the in the postseason. In fact, we talked to Bill Bender at the Sporting News. He did a lot in particularly talking about if the Chiefs win Sunday, will they be considered a dynasty in the same realm of the Patriots? Uh, no, uh, wouldn't go not yet. Uh, the Steelers, uh, no, not yet. With, with what they did from 70 to 79. And the, the 49ers get left out of a lot of this because of how good, uh, you know, once again, Montana, Montana was and uh, Steve was yeah. and – and then, then the Cowboys. Uh, How about but, the Cowboys? Uh, but you know, and, and obviously Jimmy Johnson in that group. But they were, you know, each decade kind of had a a, a different dynasty. But that's going to be interesting conversation if Kansas City wins again Sunday. Would they be considered with their run in the last five to six years? Would they be considered uh, one of the you know, maybe six, seven, eight, or nine as far as the all-time NFL dynasty. Well, they'll they'll have three in five years, which is pretty yeah. good. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I I think it, that's hard to beat. There's no question about that. It's it's hard to put something like that together because you you just run into salary cap issues over and over with yeah, you do the way the NFL is, and of course, Mahomes' contract is humongous. It's ridiculous. So it's unbelievable. I think they've been able to keep enough players together to, um, you know, end up, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough in the NFL to, to do it every year. That's for sure. It's it's very difficult. So who do you think is going to win? My prediction is actually Kansas City 27-24. to 24. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, you know, McCaffrey ran the ball well against the Lions. 
Uh, and again, he's a player everybody wants coming from from Carolina. You got two good quarterbacks, Brock Purdy, uh, of course. But uh, I, I think this is a close game. But if Mahomes gets the ball in the last two minutes, it's just about over with. He is just one of the clutch. You know, and I've texted you before about the Dodgers being late innings clutch team, and I know you despise that, mm. even though it's true. He's one of the most clutch quarterbacks I've seen in the NFL in years. And if if they're within a touchdown with two minutes to play, I just think he he just works his magic again. He's really good. There's no question about it. He he does seem to have a, a, a magical touch to be he able does. to – to, to just weed through different things that come up as far as pressure, and, and he's something to watch. He's fun. Well, I can't stand the 49ers because, um, you know, they used to just beat the crap out of the Falcons so bad. And, I, you know, you know me, if there's a if there's a, a, a team that beats my team, I want to be against them. And, of course, you got the other part of that is that, you know, Shanahan, he was on the staff when right. the Falcons right. blew the Super Bowl back several years ago. And um, you know it was, it was uh, not not very fun to remember that. So I'm I'm definitely rooting for for Kansas City. Now the real question is, what's the over under the number of minutes that Taylor Swift's going to be on television? Uh, uh, listen, I've got some friends of mine who are Taylor who are Swifties, and even they have got tired of this. And I know I know the NFL makes money. On this stuff, and she, I believe, is in Japan mm-hmm. at a concert this weekend, and they're going to fly her back in. Um, uh, I would say that it would be around 10 the number of times she gets back and gets in the luxury box. It will be somewhere around 10. Uh, we, we talked to Bruce Marshall. It's funny you mentioned that. Bruce Marshall, who's a our Las Vegas insider he used to do the goal sheet for years, and he still does four or five of these, in particularly CBS Sportsline. And, but we were talking about some of the prop bets for the Super Bowl. Who's going to be leading after the first quarter at halftime? Uh, you know, all the other stuff that's come up in the last 10 years. And he said he had seen a few sites that said, asked that exact question, how many times is CBS going to show Taylor Swift uh, and it was between somewhere between five and fifteen. Crazy, just just it crazy. Is. It is. And uh, you know, I've already said that if if on their pregame show they have like a live shot of a ways and tracking her plane, I'm turning it on the puppy bowl. <laughs> Hell with that! I just I can't take much of that. You know. Oh Lord help! Because I'm rooting for the I'm rooting for the Chiefs as well. I hope I hope they do win. And I, I just hope it's a good game. You know, my team's not I, in I it. I know. I agree. So. You just have to hope for a good game, and you get all in the commercials and stuff. Uh, not really. You know, some obviously I'll watch them that that are funny. Uh, you know, and and uh, some of them are kind of groundbreaking at where they try to go. No, I'm like you. I'm just looking for a a good competitive game. Uh, it is all day. I, I rarely ever watch any of the pregame stuff. Because I've heard the conversations, and we've talked with a lot of our guests about who they think is going to win. Uh, you know, some of them are amusing, some of them are, are interesting. But I'm like you; I just want a competitive game. Brett Beard, our guest, nine three nine thescore dot com. He's on the radio every day, 
Canary Mine Line here from the state of Georgia on 939thescore.com, 1 to 3 Eastern Time on the Boomo Bug Show starring Brett Beard. Your thoughts on this new possibility for a streaming app between Warner Brothers Discovery, Fox Sports, and Disney? Uh, I brought that up to Bill Bender. In fact, in fact, we talked about that. And when you look at it on the surface, um, again, you've as you mentioned, there are ten sports. You know, the NBA, the the NFL, hockey, NASCAR, college sports. You've got five conferences, and then the men's and women's basketball tournament. And I believe it was priced originally or at least right now at 45 to $55 a month. Mm-hmm. When you look at it on, 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 on surface and on paper, you're saying, well, you know, for all of the streaming that people have got Netflix and all this stu- other stuff, you say, well, maybe this would be my one-stop shop for sports. I don't necessarily think that's going to be what I, – I still think people are going to want to do – Different streaming, but to me, I, it, when you get up to forty-five to fifty-five dollars a month, a lot of people are just again looking at their budget. And without getting off the topic too much, uh, a lot of these college teams sent out their uh, donations and season tickets this month, and there and a lot of people are saying, "How in the hell am I going to be able to pay for all this stuff?" And you say, "Well, what's the big deal about?" 45 to 55 dollars if you're not careful i've got a friend of mine who who cut their 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 cable bundle and thought they were doing well and they sat down one afternoon and said my god i'm paying 150 to 200 dollars to watch my favorite tv programs will it ever end mm. uh you know on paper this looks pretty good but are people people going to be willing ESPN by itself, I think, was five to ten dollars on most cable. Are they going to spend fifty-five dollars a month for this? Well, I, I think it depends on. I mean, do you have cable? What What do you have? What What's your main uh, video well, source? Well, I've had I've had Knowledge, Comcast, uh, but we've got Infinity here. Mm. And but but the thing with with even the one that we've got here is every time I turn around, there's another station you've got to subscribe to right. or another network. And it's it's the same thing again. Uh, living in a Biden economy, this stuff just, it just, it, it, it never ends. That was Brad, all you liberals, so don't go mailing <laughs> me no damn letter. I mean, he's right, but don't blame me because he's spouting um, the truth. Well, it's interesting, and and then Major League Baseball, we just said this before the break about their desire to have a streaming service to cut out the the blackouts. And, you know, um, I think cable is dying. And, and, you know, I I have cable, and I spend a lot of money on cable. I, um, you know, but I don't use a lot of the channels that I have on the cable. Exactly. And so, you know, it makes me think about, well, if there's something that would make me have access to the majority of the things that I really yeah. want from a sports perspective, yeah, I may pay 50 bucks for that, you know. Yeah. Um, it just depends on what you're looking for as far as entertainment, what you're wanting for news, you know, and, and the slither programming of, of not just niche programming, but slither programming where we basically pay for what we want. 
Yeah. You know, if we want Fox but don't want CNN, if we want CNN yeah. but don't want yeah. Fox, you know, yeah. then pay for it. And I think that's where we're going. And that, you know, so do you have cable and and have all of it, or do you just pick and choose? And but it's interesting because the delivery systems are, are changing. And you know, if we have something like that, that's going to be real interesting because I think if that happens, Brett, most people while they may watch their streaming service on their television, it will not be through their television, if that makes sense. Well, well, it does. In fact, that that was one of the things Bill Bender brought up. He said, look, I, what we were watching, I can't remember what game it was. It was a night game on Saturday, and it was on Peacock only. It yeah. may be in the Packers. Yeah, and he said, I went to Yeah, I went to a friend of mine. Uh, one of my neighbors to watch, and I thought I was looking at night at nineteen seventy TV. <laughs> it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't network quality. And that's the, you know, again, I think that's the key when people look at their monthly budget. Uh, and you're exactly right. If I, a lot of people would like to just basically pick and choose what they want to watch, uh, or certainly uh, pick and choose for for their family. And on the surface, this looks like a great thing, but I just wonder if in two or three years this this is going to increase to $100 a month, and then there you go. Oh, it, it ain't going to get cheaper. That's, no. that's for sure. It's not going to no. get cheaper. Okay, so look, Georgia fans have a bone to pick with with you and Nick Saban and Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> okay? So so Herb Street is uh directing people to go to Nebraska instead of Georgia. So he hates he hates Georgia. Right. Um Saban is going to be on game day where we know he won't have anything more interesting to say than what David Pollock said and of course Saban got Pollock fired because he told him the truth about how Georgia had taken over college football and mm-hmm. just made, you know, made Alabama kind of Vanderbilt like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, no question. And and everybody's mad at you because you you agree with what these two people have done. I mean, so we're just going to throw you under the bus. It's a throw them under the bus Thursday here on the show. So I mean, you're front center there, big boy. Well, well, listen. I was going to if if I can add one more, I'm going to add the SEC overall because an hour ago they dropped their distribution to, for the 14 schools, which we all know is going to 16. $51 million, big boy, and that yeah. does include another $8 million. My throw, throw the SEC under the bus is, why do sports talk show hosts not get a share of this when we talk about the SEC for 70% on, uh, of the week on our shows? I think something needs to be done about that. Well, it's uh, a lot of money. <laughs> that's the reason Vandy stays in the SEC. Right, right, exactly. If you if you, if you want to ask that question, just wait till these it. wait till these uh, payment emails come out, and then oh, yeah. you're like, oh, well, that's why they aren't going yeah, I anywhere. It out, yes. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, it's a lot of money. There's no question about that. So, well, how's uh, how's Kalen doing? Is he uh, lost any more players? Is is the no. uh, no, nope. no, he has been able. If it finished up with three yesterday, Alabama number two, Georgia number one, and people keep asking, I'm just sick and tired of seeing Alabama and Georgia in the playoffs. Why does this happen every year? Well, it happens because of the first Wednesday in February. 
kind of miss the regular old signing day like we used to have the first Wednesday in February, you know, don't you? You know, we've talked a bit about this, and I know you've got other guests, but Dave, Dave, I've heard more this week, and when you talk about this on our award-winning show tomorrow, about clearing December, going back to something that the Beard Boys have suggested for years, have an August signing day, and then wait until the first Wednesday in February and go back to that and delete the December. That seems to be gaining some momentum and getting some yeah. uh, popularity, and I, I hope they seriously look at that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's something that does need to be examined for sure. I don't yes. know who the hell would do it, really, but I think it's something that needs to be talked about because these schedules, heck, I feel like I work a lot. I feel guilty for saying that when I know how these college football coaches, they, right. they're they recruiting everybody except their own children uh, right it. now, whether it's it. transfer portal kids, their own, their own players, High school seniors, high school eighth uh, eighth graders, ninth graders. I, know, I mean, it's I it's ridiculous. It really is. Well, so did you and Harold uh, count down to the NBA trade deadline today on your show? Is that what uh, you did today? Gummit, I knew there was something Damn. that I missed in the agenda, and that seems to be it. I actually saw that on the scroll. Yeah. And so help me, honestly, I was going to bring it up during the course of the yeah. show today. Right, yeah. And it just mm-hmm. slipped my mind. So what does NBA in the state of Alabama, like, do y'all think that means the National Badminton Association? No, no, no I've told you this before. Uh, there are a lot of people in this state who like basketball. They just like college basketball because the state of Alabama has two top 16 teams. Man alive. He just knows how to twist the knife, don't he? I tell you. <laughs> He knows how to twist a knife. If I wasn't doing a favor to his brother to put him on the show, I would have oh, thrown him out of the out of, off the show a long time ago. He knows how to just twist that knife. <laughs> I know we suck. There's nothing we can do about it. We just have poor NBA basketball, poor college basketball. It, heck, people who even play horse in this state can't do it very well. We're, we just suck. Now, now, Georgia, again, under Mike White, and we've talked about this, Georgia has improved. Yeah, now, I know they've they've lost two. Yeah, compared games. to Tom Crean, to oh, Mike White is John crazy. Wooden for crying out Good loud. God Almighty, you got that right. Yeah, yeah. Crean's Crean's on. Crean's on the Fired Coaches Network on ESPN doing halftime shows. He didn't work out at Georgia, that's for no. certain. That's no. for, for damn sure. All right, good stuff from the one and only Brett Beard. Nine three nine thescore dot com. You can listen to him every weekday. At 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Central Time on 939thescore.com. You got anybody you want to throw under the bus before you go away? Well, no, j- just the SEC or, or, or okay. Greg Sankey. I thought okay. that was probably enough. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I just wondered if you had, you know, if you wanted to throw Harold under the bus or anybody else. You know. uh, I will next week, I'm sure. Okay, all right, that'll be good. Thank you, Brett. All right, buddy. Have a good show. Brett Beard, our guest, at Brett Beard on Twitter. All right. It is a throw under the bus Thursday. We can have fun with this. It's truly, if there's someone in the sports world that you want to throw under the bus, let's hear about it. We haven't done this in a while now. And it doesn't have to be current. It can be like, seriously, okay, I'm going to throw Dan Quinn under the bus, considering how bizarre he looks with his hat turned around backwards. What a weirdo. He's a 53-year-old man. He's a little bit younger than I am, and he walks around with his hat on backwards. I've already thrown my dog, Ricky, under the bus, who's sitting right next to me now trying to 
kiss up to me because after the show I have to feed him his dinner. So even though he stole my hot dog last night, off the plate, mind you, he's trying to kiss up because he wants a meal tonight. 478-646-ESPN. Let's have fun with this. We can talk Super Bowl as well if you'd like to. And don't forget our big prediction show tomorrow where we will predict what's going to happen in the big game on Sunday between the 49ers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are so politically incorrect. How unbelievably offensive is that? Yeah, right. Back with your phone calls and more sports talk right after this. Now, back to the Bill Shank Show on the Superstations. Welcome back to our program. It is 429, almost 430, and we are uh, taking your phone calls, 478-646-ESPN. Throw them under the bus Thursday, your chance to throw your dog who ate your dinner last night under the bus, or Rich McKay for still being involved with the NFL under the bus, the Falcons for being too cowardly to hire Bill Belichick or your boss who's just a schmuck and you want to say it out loud here on the show. That'll be fine. I think we need to throw Danny from Savannah's wife under the bus for driving him around Savannah. Bill, how'd you? Come on, Bill. And she's there. I hear her in the background. She's there. Bill, you know it. Of course, we probably ought to thank her for driving you around Savannah because that means you're not driving around Savannah. That's a safety precaution. Yeah, it's crazy as hell around here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She didn't say I was crazy as hell, Bill. The traffic's crazy. Yeah, right, but we know what she meant. Yeah, she knows. Uh, I I, I got two conspiracy theories, Bill, and then just one comment about Hawk. Okay. Dog Ricky now. Look, uh, he knew he smelled them hot dogs in the oven now. Yeah, and he he knew that you were going to take him out, and while he was out, probably going to make some bread, put some mustard mayonnaise on it, and you had to take Tommy John out. And but look, Bill, and you cussed him out about eating a bun. But here's what I think. In the most fun way. I think he was helping you out and said, you know what? Daddy don't need but one hot dog tonight. He could have ate both buns, Bill. Oh, so so you're thinking he did me a favor that he said, my fat-ass dad does not need another bun. Right. (laughs) Nice way to spin that. Who are you, PETA? (laughs) (laughs) For real. Hey. I mean, I, I got to think about it. I was like, you know, hey, might look at it like that. He could have ate both buns, Bill, but he didn't. So. I, well, he would have if I hadn't come in in time, and then I would have, then I would have really been pissed because then I would have just been eating weenies like I, I could have eaten some damn Vienna sausages, for that matter, for crying out loud. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> about the Rayola thing, the, the conspiracy there, Russ Brown called Herb Street up and told him to uh, <laughs> mention that and just put it, you know, put it all over ESPN. Yeah, we can always blame Russ. I mean, he's gone. What do, what do we care? I mean, we, you know, he's always someone we can blame. 
Well, it's it's weird. It, it's that's for sure. But now, seriously, all right, you're a Florida fan. God knows you people are so daggum sensitive. You're always thinking people are against the Florida Gators, aren't you? Uh, I have to look over my shoulder. I mean, to make sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you blame me for you probably blame me for hiring that coach that you want to fire after another mediocre season next year. Well, we'll we'll see. I tell you, Bill, schedule for Florida is, is brutal. Brutal, brutal. So, is that going to be your yeah. excuse for this coming season? How bad the schedule is? Uh, mm-hmm. no. I, I I think we can. Uh, It'd be great to get the nine wins, Bill, but that'd be a that's gonna be tough. That's a rough. That's a rough schedule. There's no question, and you know that there, there's nothing you can do but trying to get better and to be competitive in every game you're in, and to to have uh, the 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 narrative be that hey, we we played some tough teams, we couldn't win them all, but we did the best we could, and we made progress along the way. Because there's no doubt that is a one tough schedule. Absolutely, um, uh, Graham Marks, Lagway. I think it's got to be he'll he'll get some playing time. About the Falcons too, Bill. Look, I can see you know if you don't want to trade nobody away, I, I I can get that part. But you don't bring in a piece to try to help them. And you mean, you mean the Hawks? You meant you said Falcons. You meant the Hawks, right? Damn Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawks. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and you said there. Uh, well, you mentioned that when you first came on. You got the Falcons and the Hawks mixed up too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bird, so one of those bird teams. Yeah. So their record is 22 and 29, I think you said it. They didn't make no moves, so that tells me that they must be satisfied. That must be. Good. Yeah. No, I, I, you're right. I mean, I, and that's a bad thing to say to your fan base that you're okay with what you're doing at 22 and 29. You know, of course, look, there's a lot of teams in professional sports that have not won a championship. You know, look at the Lions, who obviously were getting close before they got knocked out by San Fran. You know, the Falcons have never won a championship. The Hawks have not won a championship. You know, and and fans just get almost immune to it to where they're used to mediocrity. And that's a shame because it's like, what would it be nice to, to like, really ask the Hawks owner, Tony Rester, hey, are you satisfied with this mediocrity? And reading the numbers I read about how since his team went to the Eastern Conference Finals, they are three games under five hundred. And since he's been the owner of this team for the last eight seasons, they are 60 games under five hundred. What would he say? You know, what would he say? Would he give us a bunch of coach speak and BS talk about how well we're doing the best we can, we're trying to make progress, all that crap, when the fans are just – they're so used to being disappointed. It's like I talked about with the Falcons. You know, part of the reason why I was wanting Bill Belichick is because that would have been really unfalcon-like to have the best coach in NFL history fall in your lap. And yet, what did they do? They didn't hire him. And it's like, well, Falcon got a Falcon, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's crazy. And I, I mean, you know, they had a chance to, you know, probably make a deal today, but you know, we're, we're Numbers don't lie, Bill. I mean, numbers don't lie, and whatever you put on that court or on that field, that's what you get. You get the numbers. Yep. Well, 22 and 29 doesn't lie. And, you know, the old saying, you are what your record says you are, is pretty apropos to be talking French 
uh, when you when you look at this team, that's for sure. All right, y'all be careful out there on them roads now. Thank you, Bill. All right, take care. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. By the way, I put a picture of Ricky up on my Twitter account. Rick, Ricky, my my dog Ricky is is Snoopy. I mean, he is literally Snoopy and acts like Snoopy. You know how Snoopy was always up to something. And kind of had that little guilty look on his face all the time. I mean, I'm looking around the house for the damn Red Baron because this dog is Snoopy. Phil from Knoxville wants to throw the Hawks under the bus for no action. A.J. Griffin, Wesley Matthews, Patty Mills on the bench. Boy, the league better watch out. Let the rookies play. Take the pick. Test the summer to improve the team. Not happening this year. Yeah, and they won't even put Kobe Bupkin He's barely been on the roster. Been kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you. Andy and Royston is next. Hey, Andy. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Good. So, first of all, I want to start with, I'm going to throw my dentist under the bus. What the hell did he do? Well, I wasn't having any issues with my teeth. I go in for my normal cleaning, and he says I have three cavities and I need a crown. So, my mouth does not hurt or anything. I go get that done. Now I'm swollen and my teeth hurt, and I'm drooling like I'm Joe Biden. I mean, I'm just—I <laughs> mean, it's that bad. I mean, you know how wow. that is. And and yeah, you yeah. turn around and call a talk show. You're 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 ballsy there, Andy. That's pretty good. Well, you know, I'm dripping that. You know, it, it is. It's, that's just how it rolls. <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, so I'm throwing my dentist under the bus. I hate yeah. that guy right now. I I, I agree. We. I'm glad we don't advertise your dentist on our station here in Middle Georgia. He'd be in trouble. Well, it's up here in Athens, though. So, yeah. I mean, if you want to, I'll, I'll work on a sponsorship for okay, you. Okay, yeah. Well, well you, if you're going to do an endorsement, you better feel better before you do that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may have to just quit and get a new dentist, so maybe I'll work on someone else. Yeah, um, really. No, um, I do want to talk to you one. Um, yesterday, y'all were talking about um, about Trevor Bauer, and it, and I got to thinking, um, I started you know, I started thinking, and I want to ask you, because I want, see, I want your opinion. So, when... When I say um, Max Freed, what do you think? Is he a one? Is he a two? Is he a three? How would you rank Max Freed? Okay. One. Spencer, Str- Spencer Strider. Um, I think he's between a one and a two. He's he's close to being a one. He's very. I mean, if he has another really good slash great season this year, I think he cements himself as a number another another number one. What is Chris Sale now? I think Sale is a three okay and charlie morton what three okay and then what is trevor bauer trevor bauer is a one if he is is healthy he he is a one i don't i mean i love the guy on the mound i think he's unbelievable i I love his stuff i think he has a, a great repertoire of pitches that is he's just nasty to hit he's he's i think his delivery is is very um, there's something in his delivery that gives people some trouble, and I don't I don't know what it is. He has some type of little hitch in his delivery that really causes people to have trouble, and I, I think he's great. And and unless something's happened in the last two years when he's been out of the game, out of Major League Baseball, and yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing, Andy, and I said this a little bit yesterday, and I'll repeat it. He had a bad reputation before everything happened that has kept him out of the game 
for the last two years. Now, I, I listened to a good chunk of that interview that he did with that comedian, and he sounded very mature. He sounded very humbled. He, he, he I mean, for you to come out and say, hell, I'll play for the minimum with incentives is maturity to a certain extent in in itself. I mean, he has made $111 million in his career, so he's not hurting. But still, they're, not all athletes are going to say that. They're, they'll say, well, by God, if, you know, if, if, uh, if so-and-so is making this and I'm that good, I want to make it too. He's saying I'll pay for, minim- pay for the minimum, play for the minimum. So I, I just think his reputation is hurting him. And will someone, you know, I, and I thought while I was listening to that, Andy, if I was Alex Anthopoulos or if Alex Anthopoulos was listening to that, what would he say? And it's interesting to me. I mean, I, I, I know I couldn't ask Alex that on or off camera because I don't think he would answer that. But somebody's going to take a shot on this guy, and I think they're going to be rewarded because it, unless something's happened in the last two years, the guy can pitch like a son of a gun. And, and that's the thing. It's like you just said that, that the Braves have two ones and two threes, and Chris Sale, I believe, will probably end up being a two this year. Yeah, and, very possible. And if you you add another one, you're talking three ones, a two, and a three. Like that, you might have just bought a World Series championship. Yeah, and well, you're right, yeah. and I and I agree. And and again, I, he just has such a bad reputation. And the thing in Cleveland, you know, with Terry Francona when he went to the mound and and Trevor threw the ball out there. I've always been in in real intrigued by Trevor because I read an article. Before he got to the big leagues, when he was at Arizona, about his his throwing mechanics and his routine, and so I, I I knew Trevor even before he made his debut, and and like I've said, when he got traded to Arizona, or I'm sorry, when he came up with Arizona and then pitched against Atlanta, I I went and watched him because I wanted to see his routine, and it was it was different now. I mean, it, it, he's almost to the Mike Marshall school of pitching which if you've ever read anything about mike marshall who's a former brazier reliever from the mid-70s who was a doctor in kinesiology uh, mike was way out there and trevor's was was earlier in his career kind of similar to that so i went and watched this kid because of that and it was it was impressive and his results have been tremendous with the exception of a couple of little areas of his career but yeah i'm with you i mean i i I, if I was in charge, I certainly would be tempted. But here's the thing, and you know this is true, Andy. Alex Anthopoulos is the kind of GM who would probably call every member of that rotation and say, what about Trevor Bauer? And if he heard anything negative at all, that'd kill it. He's not going to do it right. And, that's, and, 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 you know, that's probably the best way to do it. But, God, I, I just I keep thinking about like seeing – three ones, a two, a three. Like, I was adding it up yesterday when you were talking because I was like, well, you got Elder, who's maybe a four, you know. And But I was like, gosh, you add another legit ace. You're talking about postseason baseball pitching that I don't know that the Braves have had. I mean, I know we had Mad no. Dog and Smoltzy and Glavin. but Not but since Smaltzy, then, though. That would be the Smaltzy best rotation they've yeah. had since. And, th- and this rotation may still be the best rotation they've had since then. And, and let me say this. You know, and I've talked a lot about this fifth starter thing. I wrote a column about it in the Athens paper, and it was in Savannah and Augusta, too. I think A.J. Smith-Shawver 
if he has a relatively good spring training, is going to be a big candidate for that fifth starter's job. And Alex Anthopoulos may also think, I don't want Trevor Bauer to block A.J. Smith-Shelver. I mean, he likes that kid that much. Even though he's 21 years old, 21, 22, whatever the heck he is, he loves A.J. Smith-Shelver. And if, if that kid turns out to be that that good, that rotation from one to five is going to be that good. Yeah, I agree. I think outside of them signing Trevor Bauer, I think A.J. Smith-Shelver will be that fifth starter. With the caveat of they may say, well, he's the fifth starter is only going to throw every – eight or nine days we want him to go down to the minors at least for a month or two where he can have you know the set five day pitch and, and then come up but i i tend to believe he's going to be that fifth starter he could be no question andy thank you very much we appreciate it Four seven eight six four six, espn we are talking sports we'd love to talk with you phone lines are open call us up if you've got somebody to throw under the bus let's hear it back with more right after this now back to the bill shank show on the Superstations. That's a great song right there by Glenn Fry, who was a member of the Eagles. J-Rad, you probably hate that song, don't you? You know, Chris, he's just got to jab the knife in my back and just twist it. <laughs> On a daily basis. But you're the one who asked for Barry Mallow yesterday, right? <laughs> no, that was your boy, Jeff Dantzler, not me. <laughs> I'm glad I missed that episode of the Jeff Dantzler Show. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was painful. And then it got stuck <laughs> in my head all day. But oh, God. Yeah, that's kind of bad. It's going to be real fast. I got First, I got to throw Eddie from Ackworth under the bus because the rumor is he didn't go to the gym today and he's getting skinny. Wow. That is kind of rough, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, is, is Thursday usually leg day for him or, or yeah. what? I think it's leg day, creatine, and protein. <laughs> I think you're right. I agree. But, but other than that, I come home Sunday after work. I cut on the TV. I'm looking for something to watch, and I flip channels. Oh, look, that's the Pro Bowl. I watched some of that, right? Yeah. Within a minute, they go to the sidelines, and those filthy Manning boys are out there coaching. Oh, my God. They were the coaches for the Pro no Bowl? Idea. Yeah, the Pro Bowl. Oh, my Rocky gosh. Rocky Dennis there on the sideline himself. <laughs> and it just... I can't stand them, Bill. I, I know. I blame Archie because they all came from his loins. Yep. The whole family, I remember the greatest line I've ever heard in my life was when you said they need to be deported and sent to Honduras to circumcise children with Mark Rick. And yeah. I, <laughs> That's I true. use that all the time. That's true. But, you know, the, the Mannings are, and for people who don't understand the hate that I have and J-Rad has for the Mannings, number one, their their father, Archie, you know, let's be honest about it. He was Steve Barkowski's bitch, right? I mean, <laughs> pure and simple. I mean, Steve Barkowski just absolutely slapped him silly on the football field. And then he procreated. You know, Cooper had that back injury. So, you know, we had to hear the sob story about him, why he's on television in any capacity is kind of ridiculous. You know, then comes Peyton, and he goes and – Five head shows his ass against Georgia on multiple occasions and gets up there and runs a score up and gets Jim Donnan's blood pressure up and directs that weirdo band they have, the little pep band they have, to their little rinky-dink song. 
And then here comes Eli, who turned out to be better, by the way. We should remind everybody, J-Rad, than his big brother was in the Super Bowl. And But they are. They're just – and, you know, and here's – you know, then, then, there's, then there's Arch, named for his grandfather, so he can collect a lot of money after Archie dies. And what the hell has he done at Texas? Nothing. No, he's sitting on the bench. And that Peyton – is the most overrated piece of trash that's ever played in the NFL. He is. I he mean, is. seriously. Yeah. He really is. He, he, a co- it's, it's amazing. You're right. And what, And how can a mediocre quarterback – what are we going to have, Jake Plummer be a superstar like our, like uh, Peyton Manning? I mean, what, come on. Give me a break. And he's a commercial whore. Like, he needs the money. He hawks every product that comes down the pike. I mean, I know. Just, he sickens me. Yeah, he does. Me, I'm too. Thank you, buddy. All right. See, it, it, we act almost like a, a a a service here. We're finding a service on Throw Under the Bus Thursday. J. Rand has got to feel better now after getting that off his chest to talk about the Mannings and the way he does because I'm with him. I don't. I mean, I'm telling you, when I was a little boy. When I was a little boy, I'd go to Win Dixie on Plant Avenue and White Cross, Georgia. And we had the Big Star and the Winn-Dixie and the Piggly Wiggly. We had three stores in Waycross back in the 70s, okay? Piggly Wiggly was out there at the Hatcher Point Mall. We had um, Big Star on Tebow Street. And then we had the Winn-Dixie first on on uh, the Blackshire Highway and then out on Sotillo Square. But Winn-Dixie had the little machine that you put a quarter in and you could get a football helmet. And damn, if every stinking time I would do it, almost every time, I would get the Saints helmet. And it pissed me off. Because you know what? I would slam it. I would ruin it. And I've got in my house right now all those football helmets except for one. I mean, even as a 10-year-old, I, I would have a little surliness when it came to the New Orleans Saints because they were the enemy. And if you were a Falcon fan, <laughs> trash, all of them, every I, – I love Bum Phillips, and then he went and coached that damn team, and I didn't like him anymore. It's like – and then and Archie Manning, golly. Because let me tell you something. If you were a Falcons fan or if you were a football fan in the late 70s, when your ass was out there on the field playing football, even with a Nerf ball, your butt was number 10. You weren't number 8. You weren't no Archie Manning. You were number 10. Drifting back, shotgun, red gun, Bart drifting back and heaving it down the field for the Big Ben. I love you, Barkowski. He was awesome, but Manning, blah. All right, it's a throw Archie Manning and his offspring under the bus Thursday. <laughs> Anybody you want to throw under the bus in the world of sports? How about Kyle Shanahan? Will he be aggressive in another Super Bowl like he was seven years ago when Atlanta was there? Why didn't you run the ball, Dan Quinn? Oh, Kyle Shanahan wanted to be aggressive. At Bill Shanks on Twitter, back with your phone calls and more sports talk on this Throw Under the Bus Thursday, right here on the Bill Shanks Show.